What, which, this, that, or the other? From Bonnaroo to Coachella, traversing the music festival landscape can be tricky. That's where we come in with high fives for everyone. The What Podcast with Brad, Barry, Lord Taco, dedicated to exploring the entire festival scene. Brad has worked in the radio industry for more than 20 years and currently lives in Brooklyn, where he is program director for three stations, including one in New York, one in Detroit, and one in Miami. Barry's been a reporter for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, covering all aspects of the entertainment industry since 1987. That's before you were born. Lord Taco, the smart guy who makes these podcasts on our website at thewhatpodcast.com work. Also really good at identifying babies, loves blue-haired moms, PBR, and his beautiful Volkswagen bus. We all fell in love with the Bonnaroo Festival years ago, not only because of the amazing bands that play there every year, but also because of the incredible community spirit that has developed around it. Radiate positivity. And we really like talking about the inside baseball stuff when it comes to putting on a huge music festival. So join us. You can hear the What Podcast on the Consequence Podcast Network or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Hey, welcome to the show. Feeling good with Duddy. That's me. Let's go. back not in the bunker we are i'm in my van daddy's at home we'll tell you all about it it's episode 71 of feeling good with daddy the show that points at the world laughs hysterically and then points into the mirror and laughs at itself we are the fairest of the fair i'm jake b a barber here in southern california let me introduce you to my brother host of the show guitar player singer for the dirty heads here he is Duddy B. What is happening? That's right. We are back. Episode 71. We're Zooming. We're Zooming. We're Zooming because Jake's going to go out of town uh, for a few days. So uh, we're Zooming early, uh, Mm -hmm. getting it done. So he's going to go do a quick little vacay. We wanted to make sure we had an episode. So yeah, I'm actually, I'm sitting in my bedroom. Oh yeah, I can see you. Duddy's sitting in his bedroom with his dog behind him on his bed. It's a classy look. I'll be honest, the dog goes wherever I go. It follows me like a shadow. If, if, it's it not, if, it's, if the dog is not next to me, for like, I'm like, where's the dog? <laughs> <laughs> so when you're at home, she just follows you all over the house like everywhere? Like a shadow, like a freaking shadow. It is hilarious. But She's freaking it. awesome. She's the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Duddy's in his room. He just popped out of the shower. We're getting this episode going. <laughs> I am. I'm going out of town. Um, back to the barber shop next week for me. So actually, the day that you guys hear this episode will be my first day back in the barber shop. So uh, the family were like, "Let's get out of town real quick before it all goes back to normal." Right? No, probably not. Uh, so uh, hopefully, okay, what's going- hopefully, yeah. That's all that's going on with me. Nothing too crazy. What's going on with the Dirty Heads? You guys are about to actually play live music. What the hell? Yeah, that's right. We were actually, we were in the bunker yesterday, Jake, you were there mm-hmm. and uh, we were getting some stuff ready and uh, Maddie, Maddie O came in and he was setting up his full drum kit and everything. And it's like, oh my God, we're, these acoustic shows became, that's just what we did. So yeah, the live streams became your reality for yeah, a good for a two, three time. months. Yeah. Maybe even longer. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we did a lot of rehearsals with them too. So it was just sitting down acoustic guitar. It was great. And now we're going to be standing up. I'm going to be playing an electric guitar plugged into an amp and Matteo is going to be back there hitting the shit out of those drums. It is going to be loud, but I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. But, uh, 
Yeah, you know, not not much uh, new going on because we did just record those other episodes a few days ago. Like I said, we're zooming this one in early, but yeah. something did happen. Uh, kids are going back to school, uh, uh-huh. taking them to Barnes and Nobles to get some just books and things. And um, my son really likes to read, so I, it's funny. Like I have to constantly get him books because he reads. I'm like, bam which is a good thing. Um, but went to, which they love to go to, uh, there's a, there's a cheesecake factory right next to this Barnes and Noble. So we go, we go in there and we, to get some lunch. And right now, you know, you can only sit on the patio. So we're sitting out on the patio having lunch. It's very quiet. There's other people around eating and something happened, Jake. Oh no. What happened? Something <laughs> happened. And like, where are you going with this? And now, okay. Uh, this has happened. I've seen this many times like this and everybody has. And, but this, this time I was just like, it hit me. I was like, come on people. Like, can we not do this anymore? And that was sitting outside, having a nice lunch, super quiet, lots of families around, lots of young kids around. And here comes the fricking, you know, 1999 Kia rolling through with all the windows down and, and it's oh, no. boom, 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 <laughs> boom, pussy, motherfucking bitches, 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 N-word, 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 pussy, oh. effort, effort, you know, boom, 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 like so loud, Jake. It was so ridiculous. And everybody's just looking at each other. Like, are you kidding me? And here's the best part. This is what, and this is what happens next. So outside the parking lot, Right. We can see like this, this, he has to drive right by this patio and there's, mm-hmm. there's some parking spots right out by the patio that say cheesecake factory, like to go pick up only. And there's like three spots. He fucking pulls right in. Oh. Boom, boom. Sits there for a second with his windows down, just bumping the F word and the N word. And then, uh, car turns off. He gets out. He's, like a chubby, like white dude, and he's wearing a Buffalo Wild Wing uniform. <laughs> and he walks into the Buffalo Wild Wing that's right there, and I'm just <laughs> to go to work. Like, it's like, are you kidding me? Oh, the so shittiest asshole. I skipped right past the, the whole thing, Jake. Uh-huh. We had, this was going to be a new segment that we have. This, this segment is called You Should Be Shy. And these are things that p- people do. That you just see, like you should just be shot right on the spot. You can't, like, if you, yeah, what, there's no saving that guy. No. How old did he look? How old was he in your mind? Uh, Hopefully, I mean, fifteen. I'll dude, accept fifteen. Anything no, above that, he should be I shot. I would say probably like early thirties. Oh God, it hurts. That's like a early sad 30s, man. Late twenties. That's Chubby. a sad white guy you know like scruffly facial hair like not a beard or mustache just hadn't shaved in a bit but (laughs) you know the pale i know the guy kind of kind of damp looking just Just damp and just (laughs) come on bro oh dude you're right this guy should be shot dude come on 
And it's one thing to be blasting your music. That's already like, come on, please, dude, blast it all day wherever you're at when you're in privacy, right? But don't if you're driving on the freeway, if you're just cruising and you want to black, go ahead, man. I don't care what you listen to. I listen to music sometimes that 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 I say the f word in music. I get it, but like, there's a time and place to be bumping it and through the the freaking outdoor mall like in the middle of the afternoon with families around and you're just by yourself in your car bumping this just come, come grow up i love when the person who pops out of the car doesn't match you know you're like if a, if it's some fucking slick buff dude with a killer jump you know if it walks out of the car you're like okay i get it it all yeah. matches the guy yeah. fine but when just Kevin Garnett jumped out of the car and be like, "Yes, like, can I have your autograph? You're the fucking coolest. This is perfect." But then when that dude hops out, you're like, "Oh, come on!" And I've heard other people talk about this, and I always makes me laugh. I've gotten to these conversations where the guy doesn't match the car, like the super gnarly punk rock dude with the crazy mohawk and the stuff, and he fucking and he gets out of like you know the '92 Sentra with the fucking bumper <laughs> hanging out. You're just kind of like, ah. or the crazy rockabilly dude is probably more appropriate. The oh yes. or the everything. Yes. It's all going on, but he's like, he's, he's in a rav four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're just like, oh no, you don't match the car. Yeah, like the, your style is the thing, but you're supposed uh, to have a '57 Chevy, right, or something, or yeah. an old truck. <laughs> you almost have to if you're going to do the whole rocket. Uh, you can't have a uh, new aged beetle with a flower. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be blasting hip hop at full fucking 11 with N's and F's, the two fucking key phrases just all over and over. Just, and then Buffalo Wild Wing shirt, and you just look <laughs> damp and pale. That's not. No. Oh, oh he, he, walked, he walked in. He's the guy that walked into the restaurant and every other worker just went ah oh. what's his oh, name what's God. his name jake oh dude his name's robbie robbie and <laughs> that's nothing against even i don't i don't know why but doesn't it it could like, be a rob robbie. is a dope name i have a buddy hey what's up rob and their name but he's robbie still robbie he's robbie dude and he probably says i'm dj robbie because he did a oh, wedding yeah. once Oh, oh fucking yeah. hell. He should be so, shot. And he, and raps. he, he Oh, of course. He raps, no, of course he does. Sure. He's, he's like, got, you can check him yeah. out on, uh, on SoundCloud. He's been working on an album. He, here's what he has. He has tattoos that aren't done yet and, and an album that's not done yet. <laughs> that's Robbie. Yeah, I've got he's an got album that's coming out. He's got a friend who has a cousin who knows Dre. Yeah, his Dre is going to probably do his album. And- Most likely. He likes it. Dre listened. He likes, he likes it. There's it. no promises yet, but it's been coming out this summer for 10 yes. summers. Yes. He's been working at Buffalo Wild Wings that long. And he's also got like, you know, a gnarly tattoo going down his arm. that's not finished yet either. So yes. everyone he oh. shows it to not done yet. Yeah. Like my album, but it'll get yeah. there. My name's Robbie. How you doing? Yeah, well, he, can't, he can't finish the tattoo right now because he's got a MMA fight this weekend, Jake. Absolutely. And, you know, he trains. He's always on the short list for an MMA fight. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I got to fight. I think I'm fighting at the, you know, Saboba Indian Gaming Casino. I'm gonna, I got a fight coming up potentially. Oh, it fell through. My opponent fucking got Corona. You know? Uh, you know what? Corona's better than what I would have done to him. <laughs> dude, dude. Oh lucky guy. God, dude. <laughs> Corona's better for his lungs than what I would have put him through. 
Oh, fucking Robbie, dude. I'm starting uh, to love Robbie. I, I actually like him. Dude. He's a good friend. And, uh, you know, it gives me free oh, wings. Dude. So, where I'm dude, going. you should be shot is perfect. Robbie should be shot. And wait, you didn't say killed. Should be no. shot, like, in the leg, in the calf. Yeah. Where, in where the calf. So he could drive himself to the hospital to get the bullet taken out. And, dude, it's he wants good. to be shot. With like a the best thing that could ever happen to him was he got shot. Yeah. He got shot. And now he's got it. He'll make a tattoo about it that's never really oh quite God. finished around the bullet dude, wound. Are you kidding me? And it's just kidding? fodder for his album, dude. You know? Come on. I've been shot in the calf, yo. Mm. Lick my ass. Yo, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where he goes lyrically. I've been listening to a lot of Cardi B. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's my favorite new segment, Daddy. Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Oh no! Uh, I love it. All right, that I'm is sweaty. You know what? Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> I love. You should be shot. My new favorite segment, and my new favorite person is Robbie. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's gonna have to be an ongoing character. We just invented a guy. His name's Robbie. His and name's Robbie. The real dude. I don't know if his name is Robbie, but what we are describing is the guy I saw. And he went in and he left <laughs> his car. He left his car in the to-go cheesecake factory spot and went into work at Buffalo Wild Wings after bumping hundreds of F and N bombs oh, in the parking lot the- of families with kids holding hands in the sun. Yes. <laughs> dude, it's just like be a human. That's all we're saying just with you should be shot. It's like, dude, bump your shit and then turn it down when you become into the public. If you're smoking a cigarette, about, smoke your cigarette, but don't blow it into the face of babies. You know, like no. just <laughs> have a little fucking respect. Oh, That's all dude. we're saying on you should be shot. And everyone listening knows a Robbie and now, oh, you yeah. know, Karen, Oh, a Karen, a Robbie. A We've Robbie. just created it. Start the You're memes. See it. Okay, Find- guys, this is what I want from you. If you guys see a Robbie, I want you videotaping it. I want you posting it, tagging us in it, hashtagging fucking DJ Robbie or yeah. whatever. We'll come up with a hashtag. You get it. And what does Robbie say every time he walks into Buffalo Wild Wings? What up, fam? What up, fam? Every time. So mm. use that in the in the text below, whatever yeah. meme it is you make. Yeah. All and right, uh, dude. The first thing that Robbie tells you too, he says, "What up, fam?" And then you and then you say, "Hey, Robbie, how's it going?" And he goes, "Oh, so hungover. Oh, I got so fucking fucked up last night, bro. Let's you know." And then he gives you what the list of how many the list started, started off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, and then he oh. goes literally. I literally fucking drink so. Yeah, he does everything we hate, everything we've talked about hating. He does it. Robbie ends up at the strip club at least once a week too. Oh, yeah, we were at the strip club last night. He and he thinks the strippers are into him. Oh no, and they're like, oh, Robbie, he's they, so sweaty. The the Ugh. strippers make the same face when he walks in that his coworkers make at Buffalo. Right when he walks in, they go, oh. Robbie's here. Okay. He knows all their name. What up, Diamond? Uh, dude, what up, Bambi? Hey, Mercedes, what and they're like, and they hate him. They're like, ugh. And then they go, hey, Rami. They have uh, to because he gives uh, them like barely enough money. Barely, barely enough. Like it's 20 barely bucks. Enough. It's 20 bucks for a lap dance. He gives them 20 bucks. There's yeah. no tip. There's nothing. He always picks Freebird because it's a long song. And they're just like, oh. Oh, God. And they're like, we're not doing no, the solo God. this time. It's 30 it, for the Bobby. solo. No, we can't. We don't have time. 
And he's always like, what are you doing after this? Baby? I'm going straight home and dying, Robbie. I'm going to die. Anything. I'm going to go dip my head in chocolate. I'm driving to Ireland. I got to go. Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to oh. see something. I got to go. My favorite new character, dude. You should be shot. Robbie is in the house. What up, fam? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Getting into it. And this is going to be a great episode, too. We, we actually have an interview coming up. This is already the fucking my favorite episode. We just spent 30 Robbie. minutes. <laughs> <Robbie>. <laughs> we, we did. And um, we have an interview today. Like, we're even, like, we're professionals. We've talked about uh, Uncle Peckerhead, a movie that you and I watched and we really loved. We have the, the writer and director is going to be uh, uh, calling us soon enough. We'll tell him all about Robbie. So oh, he'll yeah. be on here. And uh, we've got a conspiracy query, right? Q&A is coming up. All the shit that you love, even though I'm on vacation when you're listening to that, you got it. All the things you love is happening still. And we're going to get right into one of your favorite things ever. This is Feel Good News. The world is back. This is Feel Good News. All right, dude, let's get into it. Little tweak on feel-good news. We're going to just do news that makes Daddy and I feel good right now. (laughs) It's funny. All right? And so this is a pretty, this is a dookie-related episode right here. If we could get this article pulled up. We got Luke and Anthony uh, working the other screens here on our Zoom. and This is perfect, Jake, too. This is actually super perfect that we're doing. Not only is this poop-related, which we know our listeners love. uh, Mm Mm-hmm. This is like also the first week of we, we started our uh, Patreon Feeling Good with Daddy uh, Fantasy Football League. So this is also yes, it is. the football related uh, oh, news article, Jake. So this, this is. This is great. Perfect timing. Yeah, that, I didn't even fucking put that together, but Daddy, you're a genius. And it is. And you guys have all been talking about this, right? Um, this is the Odell Beckham likes to get pooped on story, right? So, well, who uh, you know, he, who, you know, look, he's not alone, you know, he likes to get <laughs> pooped on. Right. So who was it? This chick, um, Slim Dan- Keith Chief's baby mother, Slim Danger, exposes <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. for his alleged poop fetish. Yep. During an interview on the No Jumper podcast, um, she said that she was texted by Odell Beckham. She was going to meet up with him and uh, and he asked her to wear no underwear and not shower for 24 hours. And then he asked her to send him a picture of her taking a shit. And she said, hell yeah, I sent him a video. And so, and he wanted, you know, she's down and she's not afraid to talk about it. We love her because she gives us this story. So she put it out there. Now everyone's talking about how OD likes to, likes to get pooped on. And uh, this article coming to us from hot97.com is actually about Odell Beckham responding to these claims. And if you could scroll down just a little bit, Luke, um, Odell's little response is down here. And Duddy and I read it. Um, I think it's up. I think you might have. No, no, he's right here. No, he it's says, right there. Okay, perfect. Says, Thank you, Luke. He says, you can't knock me off my pivot no matter what shit's thrown my way. Damn. So he put up a little Instagram post of him catching a pass. Yep. Can't knock me out my pi- off my pivot, no matter what shit is thrown my way. First of all, hilarious. I yes. like that he just went at the shit thing. The and, then, shit. and then he's got laughing to tears emoji. And then like the, the fire burnt, blowing out of his nose. Like I think like burned you. Here I come. But what I love is he did not deny any of these claims. Oh, he's I like, think he's just saying, yeah. Whatever. He's like, dude, I like to get shit on. 
it's not illegal. He's like, whatever I do behind closed doors <laughs> is what I do. You, dude. I will say though, Jake, I learned a little fun fact. I I, I noticed this fun fact after I heard this. The, mm-hmm. the, his first game of the season is against the Cleveland Browns. Oh, that couldn't be any better. It's I'm sure people so are funny. laughing at that. That's yeah. And by the time this video comes out, because like I said, you know, I'm gone. So we, this is an early mm-hmm. re- recording. This game has already been played, right? Oh, that's right. This game potentially. Oh man, that's funny. Hopefully he doesn't play like shit. All right. Oh, hopefully. He, well, he's an offensive player, and I hope he's not like tackling the other team because they're they're Browns, and he's just like. <laughs> offense why are you tackling us oh no oh he's just tackling people for no reason dude this is great though you know what he's a fucking legend i love him for this because look if he is into that he's like okay fine why not and then also what better way to deflect anything is is just to accept it and go yeah 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 i'm into shit stuff dude all right bye that completely ends the whole drama i believe right there yeah and then you know what people would do they go all right, well, move along. All right. What, what do you say yeah. after that? You can't make fun of him. He's like, yeah, so? Yeah, I like to shit. I but like you know it. who we can make fun of, Daddy? Who? It's the guy in our next story. Yeah, oh. it's a fecal-related episode, right? So it is. Odell Beckham likes to get pooped on, and we respect him for that. But we went to, what? Now, this cracks me up, because this is a, a real official source. We're on antsmarching.org, which is a, a Dave Matthews band, you know, sort of like subreddit type thing where people just put shit on there. Anyway, we've got a claim coming from a user that says, Dave, so Odell Beckham likes to get pooped on. We hear that Dave Matthews likes to poop on other people. And we have multiple stories that will corroborate this. First story is coming from the name of this little um, entry here is Dave and scat play. I love that title. So it's a lady who said she was tailgating with her friend. I love this source. (laughs) Tailgating with my friend's boss who told me that his wife's best friend, which is good enough for Duddy and I. Friends, bosses, wife's best friend. Oh, absolutely. Good enough for you and me to put it on our show and call it fact. Met Dave Matthews at a bar in Boston back in the late 90s. Oh, I love that. You're drinking. It's a billion years ago. This doesn't sound weird at all. We accept it and we believe it. They went back to his hotel room and Dave straight up asked her if he can take a shit on her. Says he's, he claimed that he'd been with so many women that at this point, like this is what gets him off these days. And That's why I love this story is that she put that little thing in because I've talked to people who are older than us. I'm not going to put anyone on blast, but Duddy, you could probably imagine maybe who I'm talking about, who's told me that like if he watches porn, he only watches porn of like 90 year old ladies because he said he's had so many sexual encounters in his life that that's what it takes to get him off at this point. I heard someone say those exact words to me. So when I read them here, I said, well, this is fact or it's my friend who wrote this. Um, But anyway. So Dave Matthews loves to shit on his fans and whoever he wants to have sex with. Duddy, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, at the same time, if he was like, yeah, that's what I like to do. And if the girl was like, sure, then go fucking go ahead, Dave, be a poo-poo guy if you want to. But when people don't know it's coming, Jake, 
I know where you're going. This when is the other Dave Matthews poop story. And mm-hmm. everyone I think knows, and if you don't, there is a story about Dave Matthews' bus was going. Can you pull that up there, uh, Luke? Dave Matthews' tour bus. <laughs> now this, as yes, this story is true. I do think this article uh, is, is a little off on its numbers, but I'm going to read it anyway. It's because it's hilarious. Dave Matthews' tour bus dumped 800 pounds of poop on people taking a Chicago River cruise 15 years ago. Uh, <laughs> So, yes, his bus was going over a bridge, and what happens in the tour bus is if you're peeing in there, which you really should only be peeing in it, um, but I'm sure he had a, a nice tour bus, and uh, I don't know. He was pooping Look, the, the rule bus. is you're not supposed to ever take a shit on your tour bus because it makes it, it yeah. stink in there. We've talked about it, but, you know, we're thinking Dave Matthews is a big fucking star. Maybe yeah. he's got five, but, you know, maybe but, he was like, I'm shitting in the bus. I'm shitting in the bus. But his yeah. tour bus is just, it's just like a, you know, a, a motorhome or something where it's like, a, you got to dump. You've got to dump. And yeah. normally you, you go huge to a truck tank. stop, you go to a truck stop and you dump. You know, uh, but what some bus drivers like to do is they'll just like find a, maybe if you're just out in the middle of nowhere, you know, driving at four in the morning, they'll just, they'll just do it right when they, as they're driving, but like on a highway out in the middle of nowhere, nobody around. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but if you're going to, that's (laughs) the way to do it. Middle of nowhere, highway, four in the morning. That's the right way to do that thing. Dave Matthews bus decided to do it while they were going over a bridge midday in Chicago. And underneath that bridge was a, a river cruise, like sightseeing boat of tourists. I'm guessing mostly tourists. Uh, yes. And they just got dumped upon. Now this article says 800 pounds of poop. Okay. Let's be honest. No fucking way. There was 800 pounds of poop in the bus. Like, that's, that's just but this insane. Is, yeah. That is so much poop. That is, a, that's how <laughs> you poop in your entire life. When you die, the amount of poop that came out of you is 800. <laughs> so now, Duddy, think of some of the roadies and now I'm, I don't know this, you know, who, I don't know who's on this particular bus, but think of some of the people you've toured with. Now does the 800 pounds of poop sound so unbelievable? Yeah, actually, I can see 800 pounds. <laughs> yeah, this could happen overnight if you're touring with the right people. I Look, don't want to be on a, on a bus that has 800 pounds of poop in it. Oh, sloshing so, around. So I'm guessing most of it was pee, but I, I, there was definitely poop in it because I do, I've, I've heard this story before and I've read articles about it. There was definitely poo, but I, I'm guessing most of it was probably pee was pee yeah and, and that blue stuff that that's in there but yeah so this this article this story is absolutely real duddy and i have talked about it i believe on this show before i mean this is something everyone knows this was big news but last uh, uh last month just about a month ago was the anniversary the 15 yes. year anniversary i love that we're <laughs> celebrating the 15 i think it's the anal it's the anniversary oh. the anniversary of the so dave Jay- matthew shit dump Here's my question, though, because yeah. after you read the first article about Dave, about how he likes to poop on people, that like, gets him off. Right. My question is, is, did the bus driver just do it, or was Dave up front shotgun going, do it, do it? Oh, and, and right. When that bus driver released, and Dave just went, ah, 
thought it was like oh my <laughs> i never thought about it this way but you just have so that's gotta be it he that's just he's like now the only thing that can get him off is shitting on like 60 people at once strangers on unexpected oh. strangers is his thing that's his thing Hey, he's had a lot of sex. This is just Dude. what gets him off at this point. I like to poop on 60 unexpected strangers. That's my thing. As, as long as he admits it, we're yeah. good here. <laughs> we're good. Oh, Duddy, this is oh. the best show ever so far. The <laughs> Robbie, the shit story. Oh. Let's go ahead and wrap this up, you guys. Thank you for another edition of Feel Good News. We'll see you next time. Join us next week for more goodness on Feel Good News. All right, show is cranking. We're feeling good, potentially great. Things are about to get greater because it's your favorite time of the show. It is Conspiracy Query Duddy. What is that? Okay, so this is a conspiracy query, Jacob. <laughs> I'm still confused after <laughs> all these years. Uh, that, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is a query. I'm asking you if you guys believe this. I didn't come up with this. I didn't make this up. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying I believe it or don't believe it. I'm just simply asking you if you believe in conspiracy queries. All right. I think do, I understand now. Do you? Yeah. Okay, I think well, so. Let's, yeah. If you believe in queries, then this is for you. Saved by the Bell was a vehicle for the Illuminati. Oh, my Hear me God. Out. Hear me okay. out. Okay. Turns out that the teen high school comedy Saved by the Bell was riddled with hidden messages endorsing Satanism. This website exposes the true intentions of the show's creators and its stars, as well as the hidden message in the theme tune, which we just pulled up a video on where... If you play the uh, theme song to Save by the Bell backwards, uh-huh. it talks all about how they just love Satan and they miss Satan and they need their Satan in their lives. Wow. So, so this article doesn't really mention much of the other things that it's riddled with, but apparently if the theme song is played backwards, begging for Satan's return. Begging for Satan's return. I'm sure there's a lot more evidence. We don't read too far <laughs> into it, but we do want to know if you guys believe this because let's see. Obviously, if you play the song backwards, it talks all about Satan because we saw well, that the internet was just everything is true. Here's the deal. That's weird because I watched Saved by the Bell all the time growing up and I don't feel like I worship satan i'd say a mild fan of his early work uh, got a little <laughs> artsy later on not for me but it's fine but uh this is what blows my mind why is it that all you have to do is play everything on earth backwards and it like immediately becomes a satan thing and how many words are words that we use every day that if simply said backwards are satan Worshipper, well, yeah, play anything backwards, and it sounds like exactly. God, it's Satan, and you're like, no, it's just being played backwards. So it sounds really, really weird because it's backwards. Who's going around just listening to everything backwards? And wouldn't you have to? (laughs) Wouldn't you have to get like the Saved by the Bell like on 
theme song on on a record to even do that? How do you even possess? No, not this day and age. You can just yeah, I guess you're right. It. Okay, I'm being a little okay. All right, but, maybe I'm the conspiracy theorist. But yeah, you're like, dude, they. Everyone has GarageBand on their phone. I'm like, how could you even yeah, possibly right. hear something? So right, in, this, I get it. in this picture, though, that, they, that we have right here, wow. Mr. Uh, Belding kind of looks a little... Oh, man. It's pretty Satan-y. God, I do remember the episode where Zach and AC Slater fought. It's my favorite episode because I did think it was a very well choreographed fight especially for the time i'm sure if i saw that episode now i'd be like oh my god but i remember as a kid being like that was an aggressive fight like that looked pretty realistic to me um but i don't remember any satany stuff but i do know that we talked about satan last week with als being all hidden message to now we're doing (laughs) saved by the bell right and um mr belding is on saved by the bell mr belding was also in a Dirty Heads music video. That is right. I'm just he, he was in the down. video. Mm-hmm. He was in the so, video for our song Vacation. And guess what, Jake? What? If, if you play Vacation backwards, oh, guess God, what it says? What? 69. <laughs> yeah. 69. It's that 69 if you play that song. <laughs> Okay, and on um, 69th episode, we talked about the devil, so it's kind of uh-huh. like a Satan uh-huh. You've been touched by Satan is what's yeah. happened. You and the entire Dirty Heads band. I dig it, man. I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. I don't know if there's enough evidence. I mean, where did you get this information from? Let's, let's credit the old the, source the here. List, the shortlist.com. Which and is it is a short very, article, too. The article is very short, but I mean, I guess I'm just wondering, Jake, if you believe that the Saved by the Bell was really just a vehicle for the Illuminati to tend to get people to be fans of the devil? <laughs> to be fans of the devil. I actually <laughs> do. The way you said it, when you said it in that like high-pitched tone, it yeah. sounded more believable. So I think I am back on board, dude. Yeah. Not, I mean, you know. So you believe it? You kind of, oh no, well, well, you never let anyone know. That's your thing. You stay, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. you simply present this to us. It's I mean, up to I us do to know believe. that if you play the song Vacation Backwards, it says 69. I do know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The song, actually, the original lyrics were 69, and, you know, but then accidentally <laughs> you guys played it backwards and said, okay, it's it probably better. It was A-A-A, probably a sixty-nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so now we just, just play it backwards and say sixty-nine. So, dude, I hear tale that you brought a second query to the table today. We're is it such a, a bonus? Double query, Jake, and this one is that the moon doesn't exist. Do you believe in this? I forgot. I do that at the end. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so the moon doesn't exist. Tell me more. It's not good looking at it night after night. The moon doesn't exist. It's a hologram put there by persons unknown. Of course, serial conspiracy theorist David Ike has a theory there. I think that's how you say that. Has a theory there. Wait, what? David Ike. He has a theory and there are countless YouTubers keeping an eye out. One of whom has gone as far as 
okaying at oh, looking at it regularly for a year. <laughs> yeah, this article's written. The words are spaced out pretty funkily. But, but wait, so... Wait, wait. Dude, there is very little evidence being shared on this one. YouTubers out there keeping an eye out. <laughs> one who has gone as far as looking at it regularly for a year. Wow. Yeah, kind of like everyone on earth <laughs> hi how are you the only thing youtubers are keeping an eye on is youtube okay and so, so his thing is that every night he goes out there and looks at the moon for a bit like and not even every night just regularly every now and then i'm out yeah. there staring at that moon and you know what i think it's a hologram and i believe him he regularly looks at it here, dude, I'll provide better evidence that it's a hologram right now. Firstly, <laughs> I do not think that it is. Let's start there. Do not think that dude, Jake, it is. Jake, it's yeah. a YouTuber, and he regularly looks at the moon. I know, and I understand what I'm up against. And look, <laughs> I'm going to present my side of it. I don't expect to win this. The guy regularly gazes at the moon. I'm not standing here acting like I'm just a person who looks at the moon sometimes, not regularly. So. <laughs> Sometimes when I look, look, every once in a while, the daytime, there's the moon. That so someone left the projector on. I can believe that. There's <laughs> idiots everywhere. I go to fast food 99% of the time, incorrect order. I don't care. I drive home. I eat whatever's in the bag. It's all shit and I eat it. So I believe that. And then sometimes it's a half a moon. The asshole fell asleep, dude, in front of the projector. We're seeing, I, so there's better evidence right there yeah. for them. I don't even, I guess I am a YouTuber technically, huh, Dad? We do have this so. show. Yeah, and you look at the moon sometimes? A lot. Uh, so A lot. We'll say I mean, a lot. Okay. You know, because I do have a balcony at my, uh, where I live, and we do yeah. keep the windows. So I can see the moon a lot. It's in the, you know, so a lot. I look at the moon a lot. And sometimes in the daytime, I see the moon. So that's, there you go. I've provided them. You're welcome. From one YouTuber to another, there's some evidence. Add it to your fucking bio. I don't know what you assholes do. I don't pretend. <laughs> Woo, Duddy, have I convinced oh, you? Listeners, you anyone convinced? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm just I'm wondering if you believe that the moon doesn't exist and it's just a projector. And if it's half the moon, then it's because a guy fell asleep on it. Whew. Hey, it's up to the listeners. You guys are in your cars. You're at work. You're listening. I've provided evidence. Uh, there's also a YouTuber out there who's got his eye on it. So if you guys want to look deeper, find whoever you know that what? asshole is. You know what I'm going to do tonight? What's that? I'm going to look at the fucking moon, Jake. Give it a look. See, dude, I'm report back. I'm going to be taking notes on that thing. Today, the moon looked weird. <laughs> Lately, the moon has looked weird because we're in Southern California. It's covered yeah. in fire. So the sun looks weird. The moon looks weird. The air looks weird. Yeah, it's um, just then, like a weird gloom, brownie-ish gloom. Yeah, the sun has been bright red for the last yeah. few days. It's just because there's soot in the air because half of fake. our state is on fire. Yes, it is. But um, you know who else is on fire? our next guest. That's right. We have a guest. I alluded to it earlier. <coughs> we reached out to the writer director, Matthew J. Lawrence, and we told him we loved the movie. We asked him if he'd be on the show. He was awesome enough to join us all the way from, I believe you said Brooklyn or you're in the Bronx where? No, Brooklyn, New York. 
Brooklyn, New York. Here he is, writer, director of Uncle Peckerhead, Matthew J. Lawrence. Welcome to the show. Guys, thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. Heck yeah. yeah. And funny thing is, uh, before we get started, you're not even the, you're not the first Matt Lawrence we've had on the show. Have you had Joey Lawrence's brother, Matthew Lawrence? Or is there another is that- Matthew? There's another Matthew Lawrence. Uh, he was uh, a sound. He was our the Dirty Head sound guy for many years. A good friend of mine, and uh, he he you know a few years back didn't want to you know be on the road anymore. So uh, he's not. He wasn't working with us. But I mean, for I'm ten years he worked with us, and he was a great yeah. friend. His name is Matthew Lawrence. Yeah, That's incredible. Yeah, yeah I mean, there, I belong. I belong to a Facebook group of Matthew Lawrence's. So I'm sure we we've crossed paths at least uh, via, via the virtual world. Is that a real thing? Yeah, it is. No. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my God. I hope, oh, Jake Bushnell. I've, I've looked, I've only found two other ones. There can't, but Matt, Matt Lawrence, I can be. imagine there's quite a few. Yeah. A bunch of waspy dudes just rolling deep uh, across. The <laughs> Dude, I got to hit up the other Matt Lawrence and tell him he's got to join that fucking yeah. group. Yeah. I'll send him yeah. an invite. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that is so, too dude, much. Uncle Peckerhead, what a killer movie. We've talked about it on the show. It's, it's a movie about a, a punk band in uh, New Jersey, right? I believe it's yeah. set in New Jersey. Punk yeah, band in New Jersey that, that uh, wants to play a big local show, but they need to get some shows under their belt before the local promoter will allow them to play the big local showcase. So they set up a little tour. Their van gets repossessed. They need a van. They find a van and they find a driver, a man named Peckerhead, to take them on their tour. And if, if that was, an, that's enough for me right there. If that was just the movie, I would still be like, this sounds great. This band needs to get on tour. They need a van. They find an almost homeless drifter guy that says he'll drive them in his van. But then you add the element that every night for 13 minutes, he turns into something like a demon almost and murders people. And the movie becomes even more fun First of all, like, how did, can, I want to know how the idea came about. Was it you and your friends talking one night and this happened? or it, How did you come up with this idea? Yeah, I mean, really the idea came from uh, a bunch of projects that were in various stages of development. And by development, I mean just like a notebook that I had. Um, and like what had happened was I had always wanted to, like in my, in my 20s, I had like released a record and toured with the band for a couple of years. And all of my friends, like Jeff, who's in the movie, who wrote the music of Duh, he's like a touring musician. Um, and a, a bunch of our friends are. And I wanted to really kind of show the, the real world of being a DIY punk band in the, you know, in those early years of what that's like. Because I feel that like films romanticize the open road for a band. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wanted to make that movie. And then I'd been really like pitching hard to do this adult swim series um, that was like kind of modeled after a 90s sitcom of these three punk kids living this house that were in a band. And just like, there's no explanation, but they live with this like dirty hillbilly drifter dude who acts <laughs> as kind of this Mr. Belvedere that gives this sage-like advice at the end of every episode, you know, to kind of wrap things up. And I'd been making horror movies and I'd gone to like a bunch of festivals and all of the films were really self-serious and like, just like, like, not that there's anything wrong with the dramatic horror movie, but there was no like midnight batshit, crazy fun movie. And like one night I was like with my uh, girlfriend, who's now my wife. And I was just like getting like more and more drunk. And I'm like, I, I, I have to like, just take all these ideas and just like somehow cram them together. And then like, really like the next day I started writing Uncle Peckerhead. That's awesome. 
Yeah. That's fucking great. That makes sense. You had several projects that leaned and, um, and then, you know, in a drunken stupor, which is like what I imagined. I almost imagined you sitting around with friends or your wife and talking shit and you're, you're thinking about a movie and then somehow you stumble on the idea of like, what if we make him turn into a fucking demon at night? Like, I don't know. It's just <laughs> such a fun thing. But you, you touched, yeah, Duddy, um, and you touched on the perfect thing that makes this movie what it is. You've captured, you nail the super, like, low-budget indie band first tour, where there's just no one in the crowd. The, tour, the band you're on tour with, which we'll get to that, dude, the singer <laughs> of Dominion Rising is the fucking greatest character that's ever lived in cinema history. We'll get I to think, him. But uh, I think since Jake dyed his hair blonde, he kind of looks... I told Duddy, I go, I should fucking do the thing. I'm going to be him. I'm going to be him for Halloween, by the way. And I've watched the scene with his band performing their song 75,000 times. I know all the words. But anyway, I'll get back to you nail the the feeling of you're in a band. It's your first tour. There's really next to no one at the shows, but you're playing your ass off, you know, because you love it. And I've played a million shows like that. Duddy has played a hilarious show that we've talked about on this show before that he'll tell you about, but you fucking nailed the heart of that. So I can tell that you were in a band, you know, some, you can just tell that it's all real. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and again, like I think TV and film, like really, and even books kind of romanticize it where either you're thinking that it's going to be just this nonstop adventure of like your youth um, and, you know, or like the dirt where it's just going to be like this crazy, like, we're just going to party every night and there's going to be like, you know, just like a, it's going to be a nonstop, like, uh, like debaucherous, like adventure. Um, and in reality, you're like fucking bored 23 hours a day. And then like the <laughs> other hour, you're like dealing with a like insufferable prick for a sound guy and like getting paid. I mean, I don't want to give away every, but it's like, you know, you like when you get paid $3 to play a show, you're like, why pay us? Why not just like, just say fuck off and just allow us to have, be like fully angry just to like, yeah. Throw <laughs> that. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, what was crazy is like when I would tell those stories, like all of my friends had had the exact same sound guy, the exact same promoter. The, I mean, like, I and mean, you didn't play the same town. Those people just exist in every. <laughs> oh, that's. And they still exist to this yeah. day. <laughs> no doubt. Dude. Yeah. Oh. We talked about this on the show the other week. It's like every sports reporter talks like this and. Every fucking rock and roll <laughs> DJ guy sounds like it's like every fucking one. And it's true. Every club you go into, you get the sound guy that's too cool for your band. You're like, oh, why? Yeah. We're just here. And, and, and you, na- you nail the promoter at the beginning. You go on tour with some band that you've never heard of. Oh, you know? totally. Yeah. used to go on tour with Death Angel. And fucking, it was <laughs> yeah, dude. Everyone, even the people at the shows are perfect like in that scene where dominion rising's playing you you do a couple shots where you're like behind the singer you you get shots (laughs) of the faces of the people in the crowd i'm like i've played to every one of those people i mean everything's there so that's what duddy and i loved and duddy has a show that i always love to talk about you know because the dirty heads they'll play i went on tour with them last summer you know for fun and um they were playing to fifteen thousand people at some shows and i'm just looking out going jesus because i remember on one of Duddy's first tours when uh, they, they were on a tour and it was this cool thing. This is, you know, 10, 12 years ago. He's like, Hey, the venue we're playing at tonight live streams all their shows. So me and my mom and my dad, we yeah. all log on to watch Duddy. And 
I, this was at you, least you, 10 years ago, if not more. So b- back then it was kind of like, whoa, this is the, yeah. the live stream. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but Daddy, so I mean, thankfully, show- thankfully, the live stream, it only showed the stage. <laughs> you could not see the crowd. And thankfully, because there was not a crowd. And uh, I, there was three people that showed up right? and they came together and they did not come because we were playing. They just came. But here was the crew. This crew was amazing. So first off, it was a little person. All three, all three were girls. It was like a, a, one was a little person who oh, yeah. was hammered when she showed up. Uh, the other one was a big, uh, she was huge pregnant girl who was smoking and drinking. Oh, and then, yeah. And then the other one was like an 80 pound meth head chick, <laughs> you know, all three smoking and drinking their asses off. Um, so that was the crew that came in and as we're playing the little, they're, they're sitting on stools now at the bar. So the only people there are the bartender, these three, just, just, just tens, you know, just roll in. (laughs) And, uh, and then the band that we're on tour with is backstage. Just, we're just laughing. We're like, okay, we're going to go play now. So we're playing the show and the, the little person gets so hammered during our set. She falls backwards off her stool. Oh my God. And she's laying on the ground like a, you know, a turtle upside down and she can't get up. And I just remember like the bartender trying to help her up and she's screaming, stop touching me. You're just trying to F me, you know, just like, oh my God, we were just like, we've made it. (laughs) And I mean, and the funny thing is at this point, like you guys had a little bit of local radio love and everything too. It was crazy. And from the angle that I was watching, you could see that there was no one there. But I remember calling Duddy and well, how was the show or whatever? He's like, there was a midget, a pregnant lady, and a oops, I said midget. I'm a bad, horrible person. <laughs> but you get it, dude. And now the, the, the shows on in this movie aren't quite that bad because it is a punk rock and a hardcore scene. And so the fans are there for music, but the look on their face when Dominion Rising performs, uh-huh. who is the band that duh. So the, the main band in this movie is, is a band called Duh, and it's awesome. They've got Judy as the singer. Max is the, uh, it's kind of the second singer and bass player. Judy plays guitar and sings, right? Max plays bass and sings. And then Mel on drums. It's a perfect band. You, You believe that they're a band. They look like they would be friends. They talk like they would be friends. And I really love the subtle just look on Mel's face the entire movie. Like her eyes... Yeah, She's like the drummer chick. She doesn't say as much, but she has a look on her face that's just like, I could be doing anything else on earth. I kind of don't <laughs> give a fuck. And I love it because I've known five or six chicks like her and they're always <laughs> hilarious. So everyone in the band is perfect and is someone that you know. If you're anyone like Duddy or I or you, Matt, yeah. we've all grown up with these fucking people. We've all seen this band. The cool thing about Duh is when they finally perform... They're fucking awesome. That first the time that they burn, start the screen, and wah, you're just like, oh, fuck yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, you do a good job of like, you know, we get to know the character. First of all, you let everyone know it's a horror movie right out the gates with like the opening kind of scene, which is cool yeah. because then you, then you move away from it being a horror and we get to know the band and then we love them and then you finally get to hear them play and it's, and it's worth it. If they sucked, you know, it, it might be like, okay, but they're so dope. And the song is great. And I know Max, it's Jeff Riddle is who plays Max, right? Yeah. And he wrote all the music? He did. He wrote all the music for Duh. He's been in like a bunch of bands. Like he was in The Holy Mess, which was like a big Philly punk band that like toured mm-hmm. like you know, nationally and internationally. And now he's in this amazing band, 500 Bucks. But he's been like a buddy of mine for like over a decade. And we've, we've like worked on a bunch of shit together. So, yeah. 
so he rips. So, so I think uh, once you get to that point in the movie, you know, you like the characters, you like where the movie's headed, but then when you hear the music, it's like, okay, the music rips too. So that's even better. And then, um, then you bring in the, the, the element of horror and it's almost just a bonus. And yeah. the beauty is the guy, Uncle Peckerhead. So this is David, I want to say, is it David like Lighton? How do you say his name? Littleton. Littleton. Okay. David Littleton. He's the old guy that's sort of a drifter that this is his van. And he says, I'll take you guys on tour, but I need to drive. Just give me gas money. The cool thing with him is, yes, he turns into a horrifying creature at night. And sure, he might be murdering someone. You know, that's just what's going to happen. But he also, when he's not doing that, you totally believe that he loves the band. Because once he hears them play, you see him like, yeah, kind of go, like oh, these oh. guys rip. And then he's got like a heart to him. You like him. And I don't feel like the band, you know, I don't feel like it's ridiculous that they're like, let's keep doing this tour. Yeah. Something about his performance. He does a great job of making you really like him. No, he's a ferocious beast. Yeah, you love him him. for sure. You're like, I freaking love this guy. And he (laughs) reminds me so much of the young band on tour and the one person that's not in the band that's on tour with them is just their best bud. Who's like, I'll fucking do anything for you guys. I'll drive you guys. I'll sell your merch. I don't give a shit. And he's that guy. And you feel that, you know, during it, you're like, I know this guy. I've had, I've, I've had this guy on tour with me before. You know, he's just down to do whatever it takes to help the band mm-hmm. out. Even if and, it's murder someone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and David, David is such kind of a charismatic, uh, such a charismatic person, both, you know, behind and in front of the camera that it, like you guys kind of put it perfectly. But I always see, I always saw kind of the, the group as kind of a, like a fucked up, like nuclear family. Cause you have Judy who kind of plays the mom and she's like the type A, like, let's just, it has her shit together, like has a goal in mind and like, kind of like, like steers the ship. But then you have like Mel, who's kind of the angsty teen. You have Max, who's the uh, the precocious little kind of like awkward like little boy. And then you kind of have the fun uncle, you know, who at at the you know at these at these ga- at these family gatherings probably drinks a little too much, probably plays a little too rough with the kids. Maybe maybe you know shows them how to shoot a gun or something like that. And he means well, and he sometimes <laughs> yeah. he does a lot of damage, and he has a lot of damage himself. But you know. Like it's this idea that they're all really looking to, they all kind of found each other and like, you know, needed, had this need to kind of connect with people and Peck kind of sees that in them and kind of wants to be kind of this unofficial member of the band. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was like always kind of the, the point is just, you know, it is this kind of familial kind of setting and it's not the, the traditional way in which maybe you see family, but all of those kind of themes are there. Um, and that's why like Peck kind of, you know, is in like Flynn with them. Yeah, and, and you do it super fast. It's like they meet him, they do not know him, they go on the tour, they still don't know him, you know? And, um, and we're not giving away too much, by the way. We just want everyone listening to watch it. You guys, Honestly, all of our listeners, that. so watch it. We're not going to give away too much, but we're just letting you guys know that the relationships, yeah, they're built correctly and they're built quickly. Like, how, how do they, you know, that was a tough thing for you to have to do. It's, they meet him, they don't know him. He doesn't seem overwhelmingly trustworthy at the start or whatever. And they do trust him. They go with him. And then they realize that he can be horrifying. And he kind of calms them down the next day enough that, that they're willing to still go on tour with him. And, and as a touring band, I can attest to that in a way too. Because when you're a band that's just trying to make it and you love your music so much and you want to go on tour, you will allow a lot of horrifying things to take place. And you will still <laughs> go on that tour. Like... <laughs> Let's say your driver could turn into a psycho demon. We can, we can make that equivalent to like 
your van, the engine could blow up at any second, but guess what? We're still going to drive 450 miles tonight to get to the next show because you're in a band. You just keep yeah. going even though horrifying shit looms everywhere. And it's so, so funny you, how, like, how, how many people like in bands like you, like you guys or how many people that have had that experience have like told me, I wish I had a peckerhead. I mean, I wish I had somebody to dispense of every prick I've encountered or every dangerous situation I've had on the road. Because, I mean, I like, you know, it's just this idea that especially I remember like how at times it was kind of scary or just like, like wildly unpleasant. And you're just like, I wish I had some type of like eject button. I wish I, or I had some type of like break glass, like when in danger, break this glass, like yeah. that type of thing. And I think like the, the odd thing is, is like, you know, the, the real ones know if you've been in that situation, you do want a peckerhead at times. Dude, Duddy's had Matt Lawrence, by the way, our other Matt Lawrence, he was a bit of a peckerhead. You, he was. you do not, I've seen him pop up to defend the band multiple times. And and Duddy had a Christian Brandemeyer is another, this is another good friend of ours that used to tour manage for the Dirty Heads. You don't fuck with him either. So Duddy's been lucky to have a couple peckerhead-ish dudes that will dispense danger. Yeah. But uh, um, like, I just, I love that element of like, they could have quit that tour at any moment when they find out that their driver's a, a murderous creature, but you can't quit the tour. There's shows to be yeah. played. You have so a show. You have you got to a get show. To the show. <laughs> so the whole thing's believable. I'm like watching yeah. it. I'm going, yeah, like he just, sorry guys, I didn't mean to murder someone. You're like, all right, don't do it again. Uncle Peckerhead, we got a fucking show. So but, everything's great. The band relationship, you believe Uncle Peckerhead, it's all perfect. And it, that, again, that's good enough for me. And you bring in the simply greatest character in my life right now, which is, what's his name again? He in, this is the singer of Dominion Rising, who is the other band that is on tour with Duh. Yeah, so his name's Shiloh, and he's actually played by my best friend that I've known oh, since like, I was oh. like, you know, like at least like 15, 20 years. Um, and it's, it's crazy. And that's a character that I've always wanted to bring into a movie because that's a character that like, like he and I, we would do skits in, Bo I used to live in Boston. We would do skits together and he would just be this like, I mean, it, yeah, he's, he's, he is like so amazing. Ryan has such like, his name's Ryan Conrath. He is such a, he knows how to zero in on that, on that type of that haircut, that person. Oh, yeah, dude, it's amazing. <laughs> that so, band is just unreal. You hate them immediately you hate them so much that you love them oh you love so, so the character we're talking about you know he's the singer of the other band that's on tour with duh and he's the guy we've all met this guy if you've been in a band you've been on tour with the dude who's in the band that's the same size as your band maybe they have three fans more than your band but in their mind the whole tour is about them and you know, his songs are the deepest songs that have ever been written. And he's the, and he is, is immediately like Duddy said, you hate him immediately, but also I wanted him to be in, in more. I was like, I can't get enough of this guy. He's basically got three really great scenes, you know, when they meet him and then the next day there's a little altercation with him. And then there's the musical performance of his band, <laughs> Dominion Rising, which I, 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 I filmed it. This is so funny. I have a video on my Instagram, like five videos back. It is the musical performance of Dominion Rising. And it's, the volume is so low on it because my one-year-old son was sleeping in the next room. My wife and I are in the living room laughing like at a whisper so hysterically that we rewound the scene 15 times. And then I tried to film it all quietly. So if anyone wants to watch the scene I'm talking about, it's on my Instagram. I illegally fucking posted it on there. 
<laughs> it's it's one of the best, most truest, most realist musical douchebag performances ever. <laughs> I love the song. I know every lyric. I won't waste your time with it. I've, I've performed it to my wife every day since I've watched the movie. And there's little key elements in this scene that I love. First of all, what he's wearing, all the obvious stuff, what he's wearing, how he's dancing, the song itself. But the beauty is how serious the band is taking this song behind him. (laughs) They're all looking down, they're shoegazing, they're playing the hardcore (laughs) notes, dude. Then you, you, you use this clip that is so genius. You show his bare feet for, for two seconds. And I'm like, Oh, that seals it. Oh, we all know that asshole. He can't perform on stage with any footwear of any kind because it takes him away. You know, Oh, and I'm just like, you're nailing it. And then you do this over the shoulder shot from behind him that reveals the looks on the faces of the seven people that are there. And everything in that scene is perfect. And then I have to ask you this. There's the backup vocalist. (laughs) What does he say? I cannot figure out that lyric. It's the only thing. Oh, it's so perfect. It's, uh, Do I have to hit up Jeff to ask him what the hell's the lyric right there? No, I actually, I actually wrote the lyrics to that song. And oh it my God, the lyrics are amazing. So, so it's oh like, God. I'll tell you what the lyrics are, but basically like, you know, having grown up and played during the era of like early 2000s, early 2000 emo music. Oh. Not that there's anything wrong with some of those bands, but you know, it basically like they would have a fishbowl and there'd be like, you know, a bunch of different like, like phrases or nouns, right? So they'd pick something out and be like razor blades and then it'd be like blackbird. Oh. But uh, the, the chorus is uh, fly, escape emptiness, die, become nothingness. <laughs> oh, I love that because I thought he was saying die both times. So fly, escape nothingness, escape nothingness, escape emptiness, and then escape the nothingness, escape emptiness. The the back the guitar plays. <laughs> oh, that's, and I love that's it. Jeff's voice though. He's the one that sings the backup vocalist. Yeah. <laughs> so solid. So the words cut like suicide razor blades. Let's say your oh heart. Black as the crow <laughs> in the midnight sky. <laughs> you get to make nest? my day. Yeah, this oh, is dude. This like made my because like you know this would be just shit. Jeff and I would like laugh. Like we 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 recorded that just like he demoed it, oh. and and we were like we were just like like could not breathe laughing because oh, we would I just like, like sing that together, uh, oh. and. And it's, it's amazing that, that people actually like, love the lyrics because I oh, agonized to write shit like that. I, uh, I love our it. band did, in, I think it was 2008 or nine or something, we did Warp Tour. Oh, my so God. I, it's, I heard that for an entire summer. Exactly <laughs> that band. When that band came, when that performance started, I was just like, oh, my. You, this is every <laughs> band I was on Warp Tour with. Holy shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> again like duh right the music of duh it rips the songs rip and it and it seals the deal for them i also feel that way about like dominion rising like yes it's corny yes it's cliche but that song is dope and the riff <laughs> at the end <laughs> and even the way you dressed the drummer and I, I is this on purpose because he he looks like he he shouldn't be in the band but they needed a drummer he yeah. looks like he's probably more into a nickelbacky zone, but they yeah. needed a drummer and he can do it. 
And even that, I was like, that, I've seen that drummer. He's got the necklace that's tight, the shirt that doesn't make sense, and but he's in the band. Oh, God, you nailed it. You it's like amazing it. that, and even the drummer is like my little brother's best friend since grade school. <laughs> so that like, good. Just like, you know how to play some drum beats, right? Like, get behind the drums. <laughs> I love it. I um, love it. Oh, my God. This, yeah, that's, that's so amazing. And like, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing that Jeff and I, and again, like, this is totally uh, Jeff and Bill Orinder, who actually played the drums on all of the music, like we pre-recorded all the music, is they kind of define Dominion Rising as like, when you listen to actually the music, you're like, oh, okay, this, this does, this kind of rips. And then, yeah, yeah. and then the haircut takes the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Downhill. Yeah. Oh. oh, you fucking couldn't have done it any better, but it is the performance of your friend. So l- let's give Shiloh one more plug. What's his name? That's your best friend. His name's Ryan Conrath. Yeah. And he's like, he's like oh. a PhD professor. Like he, oh, it's not, he only acts in my movies and like, like he just like, I'll be like, Hey, come up to like Philly or come up to New York. Let's do a skit. And he's just like always game to get like fucking weird and create these out outlandish, crazy characters. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's the best. I will be dressing as him for Halloween. Please. You must, you must post, you must share. <laughs> you, must, you know, you know what we're going to do? It's happening, dude. Yes. You know what we're going to do? Is we're that, gonna we're gonna dress like him and we're gonna recreate that performance and record it. Oh, oh my god! god. Yeah. I mean, I could try. God, I, I will to, I, try. I get That's to do the backups. One. I get to do the. Oh yes! Please do it. Okay, it's <laughs> happening, dude. We will. I will sponsor that if that. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's on. Dude, oh, oh my god! I mean, it's like I don't, I, I want to talk to you forever, but because I, I want to talk about all the other things, I don't want to spoil the movie. I think no, we've no. set it up. Yeah, I don't want to really go right? more into it because I know I that mean, a lot of people are going to watch this for sure. I hope. I'm, yeah, they better. Yeah. I mean, it, like honestly, and I know I, I I touched on it a little before the, but it 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 is it blows my mind, you know, because like when you're doing, like when we were doing it, we were like really a scrappy DIY up. We were like, duh, you know, like there were like 12 mm-hmm. of us on crew at most on any given day. And it's basically like just your friends, you know, you're calling yeah. on every favor, you're begging, borrowing, stealing everything. And the fact that like, like just hearing you guys like geek out about the movie, like something that like, you know, you and all your friends kind of agonized over for a couple of years and people are like, dude, I fucking love the Like, it, it makes like every time you suffered through, you know, like I'm sure yeah. you guys know, like every bad show when you play that or some, some kids come up to you afterwards and they're like, dude, like you're fucking like that song, like fucking blows my brain up. It like every bad show, every bad moment, every, every fight or every like shitty, shitty promote or whatever it is, you just, they just disappears. It just like floats mm-hmm. into the ether and you're just like, yeah, you're swimming. Yeah. So oh, great. Man. That's awesome. Dude, we're stoked, man. Yep. Well, I mean, that's how we felt watching it. Dude, it feels good because, you know, it's it's hard to find movies you love anymore. And, you know, there's the big budget movies and sometimes you're stoked. A lot of times you're bummed. So when you just stumble across this awesome thing that nails it, man, um, it just organically happened. Like Duddy said earlier, he, he saw the preview, told me about it. I watched it and said, Duddy, you've got to watch it. It's, it's, his, it's everything that the preview suggests it is. It's fucking great. And we both love it a lot. Are you ever out here on the West Coast? I'm, I'm hoping, yeah. I mean, like, I haven't been out, obviously, since, uh, since COVID. But my Time. wife actually, like, lives part-time in San Francisco because she, she works okay, in cool. Silicon Valley. So she works remotely here, which she's been able to do. But, yeah, I'm, like, and especially, like, I have a ton of friends in L.A. So, like, I always try and, like, at least, like, every other trip when I'm out there to, to make it down the, to, like, you know, further south. 
but yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to fucking come out West. Like we're dying to, to get back, uh, you know, somewhere, somewhere outside yeah. of this fucking apartment. Yeah. Like, you know, I guess it's a weird time to ask anyone, Hey, you coming out anywhere? It's like, no, not really. No, I'm not. Yeah. But I mean, but I would love to keep the relationship alive. Cause I can't wait. Do you have any movies on the horizon? Anything coming up? Like what can we look for? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, so in reality, like, even before making this movie, I had had Duh in, like, there's a Duh universe where I have a bunch of, like, I have, like, one script, like, ready to go, like, like basically, like, all drafted out, ready to go, uh, called Larry Gone Demon about Duh, and it's, like, a lot of the same characters, same world. That's one that, like, we've been trying to get off the ground that, who knows, it, like, summer 2021, if things calm down, maybe, maybe not. But also, I even have, like, you know, a, a really solid treatment for Uncle Peckerhead, too, because I really wanted to continue that story. Nice. Um, so there's, like, a bunch of projects, like, uh, that, that we're trying to get off the ground. And it's just, you know, it's both, we're still, like, a DIY scrappy operation. So we're not, we're not fielding a lot of calls yet. Um, yeah. But it's also like everyone, even like when people show a cursory interest, like they're like, well, let's just see, let's see where the spring is with all of us. And then we'll kind of like, so yeah, I mean, it's just basically like just developing and kind of talking, making sure you have the people that you want on your side and like with you once, once you start kind of like seriously kind of going forward. But yeah, we're hoping that, you know, before 2022, that we have something in the can. I love it. I, Uncle Peckerhead too would be great. I like I like the idea of a duh universe. That's kind of funny. They're, yeah. they're like the, you could there's do a bunch of with bands. that. Yeah, there's a bunch of like band types that I wanted to kind of. I, I tried like packing it in the in the first one, and then I kind of cut stuff out because I'm like, there's just too much. Uh, but yeah, I'm dying to like kind of have that world expanded uh, in like crazy ways. I love it. That's fucking great. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I want to just keep in contact with you. And let's, uh, if you're ever out here, or if Duddy's band goes out there and we can get you to a show or you can hang out with Duddy and hopefully I can be out there, but yeah, let's just keep sure. in contact and dude, thank you. I mean, we, we love the movie. So thank you so much for entertaining us. We Guys, fucking, I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to watch it a hundred more times. <laughs> yeah i mean sincerely i mean really like if you guys are ever out here you got to let me know um and uh absolutely i'll let you know about the west coast but it really does i mean sincerely i wanted to thank you both because it it means so much that you guys took the time to to like hang out and talk and especially like like giving a shout even a shout out to the movie means so much for us so i really sincerely thank you so much thank Dude, you Matt, man. we love it so everyone listening yeah it's a great independent movie you know we love why not support independent filmmakers or musicians, anything? It's super good quality. Everybody go watch Uncle Peckerhead and then we'll have a discussion about it on the show. That way you guys will get the inside jokes that Duddy and I will be saying in the future that involve the movie. And thank you so much, Matthew J. Lawrence. Is there anywhere, do you want people to follow you? Is there anything? Should we just say go to Uncle, at Uncle Peckerhead on Instagram? Yeah, I mean, you can go on to Instagram to Uncle Peckerhead, or if you just go to UnclePeckerhead.com, you can read about some of the projects we have lined up. You can see like all of like the the social media handles are there. That's kind of like a good landing, like a landing pad for for everything involving the movie. Perfect. Cool. Perfect. Thank you so much, dude. Have a great one, and say say yeah. uh, hey to everyone in the movie for us, and and we, and we loved it. No doubt, they're gonna lose their minds. All right, guys, take it yeah. easy. Yeah. Hey, dude. <laughs> Thanks. Wow, that was really cool. Uh, you know what, Jake? Whenever I watch a movie, really like the movie, and then get to do an interview with the writer and director, it kind of makes me feel good. Oh, sure. Wouldn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Do you believe that it makes you feel good? Uh, speaking of feeling good, we have some sponsors on this show, and they make us feel great. And Koi CBD, we love this product so much. I use it every single day. You know, in the morning, I take the drops, one of the first things I do, and uh, it just starts off my day perfectly. And uh, I use the rubs, the bombs a lot when I get the aches and pains in my wrists and in my joints. But now I've been using, they have a new like roll on, kind of like an icy hot vibe, but with a bunch of CBD in it. Ooh, it is very nice. I love it on my lower back. Yeah, well, we would all love to love it because you did say that you had some of those that you were going to bring to us and you did not. So I like to think that you're at home with every one of your family members, each with one of our roll-ons and just rolling your back out. You know what I did, Jay? I brought you and Luke each one yesterday and forgot to give them to you. (laughs) That is exactly what I did. I had them in my car for you guys, never gave them to you. That's but the best thing ever. I will give them to you next time I see you. But honestly, if you're out there and you've got aches and pains and you've been taking like a lot of over-the-counter pain meds, give CBD a try and give Koi CBD a try because it is the best. You're going to love uh, how it makes you feel and it's so much healthier for you. So give it a try, KoiCBD.com and use code FEELGOOD at checkout and you will get 15% off your first order. Blammo. And also plug-ins keychains. This is such an awesome product. Um, I don't have one here with me today, but what it is, is a, uh, it's like a replica of a guitar amp, like a guitar amp head. And you, you plug, you, it's a keychain holder. So you, you got your keys and you put the keychain on and it resembles a quarter inch cable that you would plug a guitar in or plug in to your amp. So when you get home, you plug in your keys into the amp head and there's your keys. You know where they're at. When you're going to go somewhere, you unplug them. Boom. It's really cool. And uh, I've had one on my wall in my house for like two years. And I've, every time someone comes in, I swear they're like, whoa, that thing's really cool. What is that? And I tell them. And then they probably get one. Here's the deal. Do you lose your keys? Do you like guitars? There's nothing else that's more specifically made for you than this. Right, yes. Daddy? It's, it's true. And it's an amazing gift for anybody who plays guitar or whatever. It's, it's an awesome gift for people. They're going to love it. And if you want to get one, you can go to pluginskeychains.com. And that's plugins with a Z. That's P-L-U-G-I-N-Z keychains.com. And the product is called the Jack Rat. And if you want one, you can also put in code DuddyB at checkout and you will get 20% off every order. Yes. You heard it here, people. What are you doing? Jack there, Rack is, uh, oh, sorry. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm in the back <laughs> of the van, everybody. Yeah. Like, this is the parking spot. I'm actually like putting my, the, the pipe away. Ah. Yeah. Okay. And I also want to say that like the Jack Rack, don't get confused because there's another Jack Rack. That's where like, you know, um, people, they use their sock after they jerk and then they throw it on. That's all. That's a different Jack Rack. This one is for your keys. All right, Dud. I'm glad I got to say that. Yeah. Show. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, is it time? Oh, it's time, isn't it? Hit the fucking song. Questions. Ask us any question you want. 
And we're back. Here are questions. Yep, we got some questions here. Uh, Duddy B, take it away, Bob. Uh, Sarah Rooney has a question, and it is, and this one I'm going to throw in with Travis Yoder's question because he asked something somewhat similar. Um, she wants to know, Sarah wants to know, what's the most awkward, strange, or cool gift you've been given by a fan? And Travis asked a similar question, but he wanted to know if we actually kept the gifts that we were given by fans because his, uh, shoot, I don't have his up, but I believe he said that his son uh, drew us a picture and gave it to us at a meet and greet. Um, yeah, we keep all of those things actually, and they're in like a big box, like a huge box. We always keep them, we put them all on the bus. You know, they all go like in the back of the bus somewhere throughout the tour. And then at the end of the tour, they always end up in this big box we have in the warehouse. And Cheese actually has a huge box at his house with a lot of stuff from fans as well. Um, that's right. Cheese usually feeds the geese onto all of it, though. So. Yeah, that's how he gets off now. Yeah. Um, what's the most awkward, strange, or cool gift you've been given by a fan? Oh, man. I don't know. We've been given a lot of... A lot of weird shit. A lot of weird, cool stuff. But you know what? <laughs> this guy bring me, he had made me, it was kind of like a cornhole, but it, it, had, uh, it, it had grass on it, fake grass and holes for golf balls. And he had made it. Uh, and it, would, it had like a Cutlass uh, logo on it and like a little California like logo. Like, it was really cool, and you could tell he put a lot of like time and thought into it. So I don't know. That was that was probably one of the cooler things because it was just it was like holy shit. And he brought them; they were huge, and he was carrying them in line for the meet and greet. So that was pretty rad. Um, let's say Patrick Lynch says, "Jake, are you still running? And if so, do you think a marathon is in your future?" They are addicted, uh, he says. Oh, ooh, I got the low battery on my phone. Yep, zooming. Um, so. I don't know Almost. if a marathon's in the future. That's, that's kind of gnarly, but I am still running. I, I took like a little kind of break for, from running at the beginning of this whole quarantine thing, but got back into it. So yeah, lately I've been waking up early. I, or I woke up early this morning and I did like a couple miles on a treadmill. I have a little gym where I live. So I went in the treadmill, went into the sauna, but yeah, I'm pushing it back up and I'm hoping that, that the trail running circuit opens back up in Southern California soon. And I'm immediately going to sign myself up for some trail running races. And I mean, a marathon, I guess is possible, but I'm not even looking that far ahead yet. Cause I've only done a few races. The most, I think the farthest I've run is like six miles, you know, so I got a long way to go with, with all that, but running's the best and I'm, I'm ready to start pushing myself. So who knows? I'll keep you posted. Boom. And he all, Patrick Lynch also wants to know, do you take, Duddy, do you take your golf clubs on the road with you? Um, yeah, I do. If it makes sense. When I look at, obviously like on a winter tour, a lot, sometimes I won't, if you, if I just know we're going to be in rain and snow and freezing most of the time. Um, but I look at the schedule too. Like if I have enough days, if the tour's long enough and there's enough days off and stuff, yes, I'll bring them. But if it's like a two week run and there's only three days off and I look and I don't know, maybe I won't, but for the most part, yes, I do bring my clubs on the road with me. And I've actually got to play quite a few really awesome courses while, while traveling around. So that is cool. Uh, the cool uh, thing is uh, like the summer venues, God, it's like almost, it felt like almost every fourth show at the most, there'd be some sort of golf feature 
backstage. Like, and that's hey, a there's a huge, thing. yeah, it's like there's a huge pond and we've put a couple driving pads in here. We have golf clubs and balls and you just get to launch into, it's pretty awesome. The backstage is with the yeah. golf shit, you know? It's really, really freaking cool. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen Perrin says, are they doing remote learning in California? Who has more patience with teaching, Daddy or Rachel? Um, yeah, we are doing the remote learning. They're, my kids are, actually, I think I just heard them say they just finished. This is their first week back, so it's like half days this first week. Um, but what they are doing starting, I think, on the 26th or 28th is two days a week, they go into class for like a half day. But the rest of the time is just, computer um which is pretty lame but uh and who has more patience me, uh, me or rachel um we're both pretty good with it like we're down um our, our kids are, are really good with just kind of doing it they kind of just knock it out and then we'll just go over it make sure they got it right but um we both help out for sure um yeah Jennifer Riley says, In-N-Out Burger or Whataburger, which one is better and why? Um, In-N-Out for sure. I mean, I've had both many times. I've had In-N-Out way more. Um, Whataburger is good. It's all right. It's just a, it's a burger, but In-N-Out's just a, it's just a fucking, it's, it's a better burger. It is indeed. Yeah. I've had Whataburger a few times. It's like when you get to like Texas, you start getting that, right? Is that what I'm trying to think? I think so. I think about there, it starts Ish. happening. Yeah. Um, what if, yeah, like I said, Whataburger's okay. It's more like your standard kind of burger. In-N-Out's got its own thing. I will say this about, about In-N-Out. I say it every time it, com- it comes up, dude. In-N-Out is good. I'm not here to say, oh, it's a piece of shit. It's not. It's a good burger. It's fine. But the way people fa- like fantasize over In-N-Out and make it out to be like it's this cultural experience I can't tell you how many times people have visited here from another place and like the first thing I want is in and out. And they're like, they buy the shirt, they buy the burger, they make sure they're like, I got to have this three more times before I leave. I'm only here for a week. And on the last day, the last meal I want is in and out. There's tales of people taking in and out burgers on flights, like bags of them home to give them to people wherever they live. And I'm like, you guys, it's not going to be good if you do that. And plus it's like, so <laughs> it's I always say this, it's a burger. people hate me. It's, I say this, it's the most overrated burger on the planet. And people go, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, whoa, I'm not saying it sucks. It's good. But the way you've rated it, humanity, makes it the world's most overrated burger. Yeah. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> uh, it's true because it is a great burger, but people make it out to be like, it's like a golden child. Oh. Yeah. When you bring it up, they're like, oh, oh. And I'm like, oh. Hey, you acting this way all right <laughs> uh jason wants to know first off just jason jason wants to know just jason do you live at fucking camp crystal lake no freddy no freddy asking a question no last name can yeah. you be any more vague yeah Who you are guy? a serial killer jason need a background check on this jason guy Sounds uh, like someone who'd hang out with Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go pick uh, up my boy Jason. Hi, my name's Robbie. Yeah, that's my homie Jason. We both listen to rap, but are mildly racist. Everyone, figure yeah. that out. It Bobby does like the, the type of guys. Jason makes the beats. <laughs> yep. Oh man, uh, Daddy, do you still? <laughs> 
Duddy, do you still make pie sliders? Piders. Um, do I still make piders? That's funny. For those of you who don't know, I had a stint back where I used to make these little tiny uh, pies, and I called them piders, pie sliders. No, I don't make them much anymore. To be honest, they take a long time to make if you make them properly, and we haven't made them. Much. I need to get back to it. That was fun. My wife actually. She was the one who started making all of them at the end. She was insane. She made some really freaking good ones. Uh, Michael Yarno, the Yarnski. Yarno. Yarnzels. Uh, stoner question. Guys, I would hope your parents know that you smoke, but were they accepting of it or were there something you had to like hide from them? No, oh. my parents are pretty cool about ganj life, you know, just being 420 friendly and whatnot. But let me. Take you back to 1997. Oh, Mama, Papa Bushnell sat down a young, a young Jake and Daddy looked us in the eye and said, look, guys, it's a big world out there. There's lots of drugs and things that you might want to try. Here's the deal. Judgment-free zone. If you guys want to experiment, we respect and understand we would just hope that you'd respect the law and you'd call us. If you get drunk, call us. We'll drive you. If you guys try heroin, wait, no, they didn't say that. They said, <laughs> basically, if you guys get drunk or have to try a little hay, just let us know. Be responsible. Give us a jangle. And we thought it was pretty, first of all, dude, suck question, Suck. Dude. Bro, you rattled loose a fucking memory from the old attic, dude. Nicely uh, done, dude. Oh, that memory was lodged up above an old surfboard that we had in the rack up there in the attic, dude. Sick question, dude. But yeah, they sat us down and just said, dude, be you, choose wisely, dude, and party on, bro. Um, Our parents' names were Bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Suck, huh, Daddy? What do you ah. think, Dad? Oh, oh suck. Suck. Mike Yarno. Mike Yarno. Here, let me tell you about my experience with Mike Yarno. I cut his hair, dude, before barbershops were illegal. So that was a whole different time back then, bro. But he told me that his parents were really chill, too. And they have parties at their house and they fire off like shitloads of fireworks in like the cornfields, bro. Sad. Oh, sad. Jake, That's true. Mike Yarno told me that. Think, bro. You just made me have a full on thought. You just rattle loose a thought. Like, did you ever think there'd be a time where haircuts were illegal, but weed was legal? <laughs> no. Well, think about it. All right, dude, <laughs> suck. Suck. Question. <laughs> let's, go, oh. let's go down to Maui Wowies. All right, Maui Wowies. Will you please bring Jake with you to Del Mar concert? Is this the last one? This Maui Wowie? This is it, dude. We're going out on the Wowie. Uh, no, there's one more after Mount Wow. Um, will you please bring Jake with you to Del Mar concert to sing the Monday morning hangover show at the end of the concert? Oh, should oh, we tell them, bro? We his glory days on stage. Should oh. we tell them? It's a done deal. Guess who's opening up for the dirty heads at Del Mar? It's 
You guessed it, the Germans. If you want it's to dance Monday with me, morning, all you have to do is show. dance. And you want to have a party. Dance, 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 dance. That's first U.S. show. So excited, bro. Gonna be fucking ripping, bro. Is that how you say? Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, dance. That. See you there, Maui Wahi. All right, we got one Ganga. more. Wait, you didn't answer my question. There's no time. We got one more. Sick question. Uh, Sarah and T-Bird says, what is the sample from Earthquake Weather? I love the lady's voice. Actually, fun fact, guys, not it's a sample. It's the Germans. Not a sample. It's actually uh, one of Jared's wife's aunts. It's Jared's mother-in-law's sister. Holy shit. Is this the one that said that Dave Matthews likes to shit on people? (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Jared's father-in-law's Sister got shit on my dad Matthews. Apparently, that's not, <laughs> um, no, that's her. That's his aunt-in-law, I guess. <laughs> I don't think aunt-in-law. Yeah. So Hi. yeah, she, she is the lady talking, and it's really cool. She did an awesome job. Fuck yeah! Yeah, I love. I can't wait for her to be backstage. And someone's like, "How do you know the band?" I'm Jared's aunt-in-law. Yeah. Oh my god, I love you on earthquake weather. <laughs> is that true about Dave Matthews? <laughs> so it's true I gotta go the song's coming up it's Monday morning hang on so we did it right is that it that's it it's the moon time that's my favorite line in the song dancing in the sun time dancing in the moon time the moon time that's how they, that's how you say it right yes we were outside did you hear the moon is not real I don't know. I was out in the moon time and I like to look at it often. <laughs> look it's Monday. So you can see my YouTube channel of me looking oftenly at it. Okay, we yeah. gotta go. <laughs> yeah, my phone's gonna die any minute. So yeah, dude, thank, this was a fun show. Yeah. This was fucking great. Thank you everyone for listening. Give us a rating. Uh, you know, whatever. Fucking pet puppies. Fucking say hi to kids. I guess. Why? Get the fuck out of here. Bye. Bye.